Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. Hey, Mr. Shaw. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You're freshly back from the CrossFit Games <laughs> in Madison, Wisconsin. So fresh. Did you have fun? I had a blast. It was um, a whirlwind of a week mm-hmm. um, because not only were we there with the CrossFit uh, team, the CrossFit Games team with with Rhapsody, but then I was also on the other side with the affiliate organization, uh, seeing everybody and checking in. And it, this was the first time since really COVID began and since everything, the shakeup that happened in CrossFit, that everyone was all in the same room at the same time. And so like, it was awesome to have just constant conversations and just back and forth with people and it not be over zoom. It was, it was wonderful. It was, yeah, it was definitely great to have everyone back in person. So tell me, you know, the team qualified for the games. It was, it was an an incredible feat and an incredible season for Mm -hmm. the team. Um, and, and I have to say, you know, being there and being with the team, it was, it was really awesome. And to, to have that sort of achievement, and to have the opportunity to perform on that level was incredible. Yeah, we had two veterans on the team, mm-hmm. um, Stephanie Rodriguez and then Owen Bernstein. They had they had been to the games before, but then Christian Mathis and Jared Shaw hadn't been. Right. Um, and this was their first time. And I loved it for a couple reasons because, you know, when people heard about Rhapsody and heard our story... Um, and actually me being there and seeing sort of the field, um, it was truly like a grassroots effort mm-hmm. with our team. Sure. And and it was almost like a perfect storm that came together for the CrossFit Games season. Um, and they all got together and, and pulled their resources as much as they could with the amount of time that they had together, you know, because they had started training together in January um, of this year and working all the way to and through the game season. Yeah, and 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 they all have full-time jobs. I mean, you know, this is that. this is this was, you know, a little bit of a surprise to us mm-hmm. as as the qualifications happened. Yeah. And and they train their their butts off mm-hmm. all the way through. Now, we get to the, the the biggest stage in the world, you know, we didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and and but what what I will say, you know, we learned a tremendous amount. Yeah. And we learned, um, we learned what we did right. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of lessons of what we could do much better. Oh yeah, you know, the the, the first thing that that you you realize once you're there is is you, you, physiologically you have to get it right. Right. You yeah. have to have the right people in the right roles. Yes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know that will be stuff that we've learned going forward training regiments going forward, really on the team side of the competition, the importance of the team. Yeah, the team you know, dynamic, and, 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 really important. And, you know, we basically had four individual athletes that came together as a team. Yeah. But it, it, what it takes to make a team there and make a team successful there mm-hmm. is not individuals. Yeah. Of course that's with any sport. Yeah. But but to 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 be there and experience and to learn from that, I think it um it really has set us up for the future. And going yeah, absolutely going forward. I think you know, it was uh 
It was a great learning experience for me too, because this was the first time that I had ever been to the CrossFit Games Mm -hmm. and really seeing um, the importance of that stage. Especially mm-hmm. for CrossFit as a brand, because there are it runs. I love that that that's what CrossFit's about. It runs the gamut from you have these beasts of athletes all the way up to the pinnacle of the CrossFit Games, all the way down to our oldest member who is 86 years old and coming into the gym. But they're doing the exact same workout, yeah. right? And they're they're achieving the exact same stimulus for their physical body and their fitness level. Um, and I love that that gave me a time to look at that side of our business and be like, there is merit there and I want to put effort towards it and I want to put structure behind it and support. And we had been doing that, but now it's like, this is go time, right? you know, for Rhapsody. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. And it was great. You know, look, we, and, we, and we got our butts kicked a hundred percent. You know, we, we, we got slaughtered. But <laughs> actually, the best <laughs> the best workout was one of the one that we were most scared about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so but um, it it, it was great. It was really really great. We know a, a much better path forward. But my biggest takeaway from the weekend, more than anything, was seeing the what I call the new CrossFit. You know, CrossFit two point Right. And seeing the new ownership, the leadership, start to pull the business and the brand in a really uh, exciting direction. And, you know, it it feels like to me CrossFit, you know, since I've been in CrossFit has kind of been in its 20s and like, you know, going for parties and dating a bunch of people and kind of wild out there in the world and, Mm -hmm. you know, not really wanting to kind of settle down in anything. Yeah. And you sort of feel this more mature. I have a job now and I'm going to like commit to a relationship kind of CrossFit. And it's, and it's good that the, the business is maturing. Yeah. The focus is really being drilled down onto what's important and that's the people, the people in CrossFit are everything. Yeah. And I think that that focus and more than anything, sort of the premier focus of it is, is on the affiliate owner. Which is, I think that's the biggest thing that I've been seeing, yeah. <clears throat> being an affiliate owner and seeing how much focus is being put on us now when there really wasn't any, mm-hmm. you know, um, and being a part of that conversation. Just the fact that the conversations are happening now is also a big win for absolutely. CrossFit. And it's not, and it's not being done in a way of like, this is how things are going to be done. This is, it's all through this feedback loop, which is what really what our episode is about today, about truth in meetings and yeah. feedback loop. But they're really reaching out to owners that have owned a, a gym for over 10 years, newer owners, learning from them about the struggles and, and the, the, the immediate challenges that they're facing mm-hmm. and providing resources mm-hmm. on how to chart a path forward. And to, be a, to be a business owner. To be a business not owner. A, not a coach that owns a gym. Absolutely. Right. Um, because ultimately, if they're successful in their business, they will be able to continue being that amazing coach that is changing people's lives. They got to pay the bills and they got to pay their their uh, their coaches and they they've got to make a living so they can take care of their families. And so we're helping them give those giving those resources to them so they can do that. Yeah. And like I say, it's really great. It's really great to see the maturing of the business. Yeah. And 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 I think it's really coming into its own in a really sustainable way for the future. Agreed. Because, you know, there was a time there not so long ago that we were sort of like, 
literally Man, not so long ago. I mean, <laughs> this, is this it was is, a year ago? Is this going to make it, or is it going to become something of the past? Right. Um, the brand, and and now you sort of see the sustainable path forward, and it's only going to get better. Agreed. You know, they're putting a lot of resources into that. Yeah. So today's episode is called Truth in Meetings. Mm. And this is something that 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 we've worked really hard on in, in within our business. Uh-huh. And also creating an environment that people, your employees, or whether it be your members, feel like they can have transparent, safe, brave conversations. Yeah. And and how to set up your 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 business and just your environment to foster that kind of communication? Yeah, I think I think it starts with creating the ability for people to take ownership of whatever they're doing, because if they are standing behind what they are doing and not just. Uh, following directions, Mm -hmm. but actually taking ownership of that, then they're able to actually have truth, truth in conversations because they're standing behind their work, right? Versus it being like, no, that was just what I was told. And then all of a sudden that creates uh, distrust in your, in your, um, in your community, in your organization, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not only for, our coaches and our team, but that's also for our members as well, because mm-hmm. we've created that feedback feedback loop for them as well. And we get constant feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, one thing I, I, I learned about it is that, you know, everything is a conversation. It's not really about you constantly disseminating information. Right. So when we have something new that we're working on or something that we want to shore up you know, within the business, we always bring forward as a conversation because if we do that, those that, that your employees, your team Mm -hmm. are going to have ideas and feedback that you might not have thought of. Yeah. And so when they bring those ideas to the table, it's actually going to shed light in a new way to you that potentially you didn't see before. Right. And that's honestly, um, getting your ego out of the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think the ego is the biggest killer of any uh, productivity and or um, innovation in a business is where the top has such ego that they're not al- they're not able to see the possibility of other things from the people in their organization and their team. Um, that is that is an essential part of what we do at Rhapsody. Um, it's not just me giving feedback. It is every other coach giving every other coach feedback too, and we every every coach in the gym does coaching evaluations on the other coaches. Yeah, absolutely, and they and that gets scheduled. That's actually scheduled in our calendar that they go and they evaluate other classes. I get evaluated on my classes, and I'm the head coach. Yes, and I think that's really important because ultimately, how am I going to get better if I don't have an eye that's outside of watching and observing my classes to make sure that I'm. I'm keeping the standard high, you know? Yeah. And then also with your team, you do quarterly scorecard check-ins. Oh, it's essential. So tell me about that. So I love the quarterly scorecard. It's called the team team member scorecard, and we do that every quarter. Um, not only do we do the scorecard on that, but we also chart a path forward when it comes to their continuing education mm-hmm. in that same meeting, because I think those are those go hand in hand. And so the first thing that we look at is our core values of humble, hungry, and happy for that. That's for our community. But then for our team, 
one of our core values is people smarts, right? Mm -hmm. The ability to change the way that you approach somebody in order to get the best outcome of the conversation. I think that's really important. Um, And so we go through each core value and, and it is a conversation, it is, that is, it's just a conversation that I'm having with them about how we're exuding that in the team, how we're exuding that in the community and how can we, how can we improve that? I love that it's not a job review. It's not a like, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this well, mm-hmm. and I need you to do this, this, this better. Mm-mm. You literally approach it from a point of how are you doing? Oh yeah. Are you feeling like you're on the path that you want to be on? Yeah. And if you are, let's double down on that. And if you're not, let's find how to course correct. Yeah, and and honestly, to be really completely straightforward with you as a business owner, it allows me to keep my ear to the ground on what's going on with my team. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm having those quarterly check-ins with each person and having the conversation of being like, are you do you feel like you're on the right path? Do you feel like you're evolving as a person continually through the time? Because as a as a as a leader, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're stagnant right. or that they're not evolving or changing or getting better, they're changing their lives or getting better over time in the organization. Um, and so it really is a starting of being, of meeting them where they feel they are at and going really through. I love it because our, our sort of grades to the core values are, it could be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be good or it could be great. Um, and obviously there's some like leeway in between those of like very, very good or yeah, it was like really okay. Right. Um, just, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, my, my ultimate goal is I want to get everybody to great. Um, and we really, and I love it because on our scorecards, we also give them, we also get the ability to write in that actual section of being like, what's going, how, what you're doing and you're crushing at, how can we improve upon this? What are some ways that you can think about in order to connect with people on more of an intimate level in class? Or how do you feel like you're doing with your, your, uh, with the core value of feeling and being humble, you know, those things. It helps because it's all tied together. Mm-hmm. It's not one, it's not like they're little boxes. They're all connected. Yeah. Um, so we start with that. And that's that sort of lays the f- groundwork. And a lot of times a lot everything is covered in the core value review. Um, and then we obviously go down into the actual coaches evaluation and we go off of so CrossFit level two has its points of performance when it comes to coaching mm-hmm. at its actual certification. We pull those certifi- we pull those points of performance. Um, directly onto the scorecard. So that's movement demo, that's seeing and correcting, that's teaching skills, that's presence and attitude, that's logistics, you know, all yep. of all of those things. And so we we go down the we go down the, the line and we say, great, how with movement demo, how do you feel like you're doing with movement demo? Um, and it's always a conversation. It's not I'm not saying I'm not telling them how it's because if you trust your team, nine times out of ten, they're gonna be like yeah, I've been struggling with this one. And, yeah. you know, and then it can have a conversation versus being like, this is what you're doing wrong. Right. Because that's not, I'm like, when somebody always... And yeah. it also that brings up things like, if you're talking about movement demo, they're like, you know what, I'm really having struggle with this snatch progression. Can you work through this with me? And then it sort of yeah. helps you as a head coach identify those little breakout sessions that you need to do. 1,000%. Uh, yeah. So 
I, I, I love the team member scorecard. I love the class coaching evaluations and mm-hmm. all that stuff that creates that loop. Yeah. But I, I know, I know that the Disney Institute really focuses on this as well. And it's really about, and you hit this early on, empowering your team to feel like they have ownership. Oh, it's essential. Yeah. And, and that all of these things add up to that. And that brings me to meetings, which meetings is a skill. You know, me- yeah. meetings is definitely a skill because what you don't want meetings. Oh, to I was be- shit at meetings for like the really, first like you year. Were, you were terrible. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I would run them like conversations. Yeah, you know, and I can talk, uh, you know, an ear off of anybody for hours on end. Yeah, I don't know if you're running as a conversation. I think you were running it as a um, a dictation. Of, of, of items. Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. Versus, yeah. versus a and conversation. I, and like in, you have to do that in some way at a meeting just to like cover the basis of like, this is what's going on in the next month. Like these are the, these are the things that we need to be aware of. But yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. So with, with that, and we have a series of meetings, you know, we have our points of performance meeting that we call, which is our sort of our sales prospecting meeting. We have a facility meeting. There's a nutrition meeting every week. Mm-hmm. And then you have your full team member meeting a monthly. Yeah. But each of these meetings have the same structure. Mm-hmm. So how, for me, the, the, the thing that I've learned is that if your meeting has structure, that's a huge step in the right direction. So every meeting has the same structure. Yeah. And, we, and we really learned this early on. Um, you know, Gino Wickman wrote a great book called Traction, and he has a meeting called the Level 10 Meeting. And yeah. basically it has these proponents to it. It's your meeting is the same day. So every week that meeting is on the same day. Mm-hmm. That meeting's the same time. Mm-hmm. It has the same agenda. So I call it the buckets of the agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, w- each of those items that you're going to come to each week that needs to be touched upon. Yeah. And it's always going to start on time. Mm-hmm. And the meeting's always going to end on time. Yep. So everyone knows, you know, how to prepare and what to be ready for in the meeting so that, yes, the structure is there, but the conversation and the fluidity of it continues. Yeah. So that that's really what I suggest when, when you're setting up your meetings, you know, make it routine, mm-hmm. build it into the schedule, have that same agenda, and you'll have subtopics underneath that, you know, specific to that week. Yeah. But th- that to me, has been the most effective way to create a, a, a productive meeting. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse, and we've all, you know, we've all, all of us that have worked remote, you know, in the theater world, been on endless Zoom calls, and there is nothing worse than a meeting that doesn't have structure to it and drive forward than just sitting on these endless calls. It has become like my nemesis. I abs- <laughs> I've just gotten to the point to where I'm just like, I completely tune out if the call doesn't have structure and a purpose. Right. And I feel like I have a voice in the conversation. I will say too that if a team, if you obviously those those um, meetings need to be set for your team, um, the leadership also needs to meet mm-hmm. every week. Absolutely, because if the leadership is on the same page, then everything else is really structured. Completely. If we're not meeting, see, you know, because like, let's say like you've been traveling or I've been away and, and all of a sudden we've missed a week of where the leadership hasn't met at the top of the week. Yeah. Those messages don't trickle down to the team. And then all of a sudden things get cloudy yeah. and things get gray. And it's like, 
the team, the leadership needs to meet on a weekly basis to make sure that the ship is on track, sailing in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, basically, our meeting structure is, is every Monday we have our leadership meeting. Mm-hmm. On that same day, we have a sales meeting, which includes a few more people that mm-hmm. really work on on sales. Yep. You have a facility meeting every week yep. about facilities, repairs, repairs maintenance, maintenance, all that. that. Yeah. You have a nutrition meeting every week. Yeah. That covers that whole program, yeah. and then monthly you have the full team meeting. I love on it, and I honestly I love the team team member meeting too because that also creates ownership. Because every meeting that we do for the team, one person uh, covers the the. Uh, presentation. Yes. So they'll pick a topic that they want to talk about and they'll have 20 to 30 minutes to give a presentation on that topic. And it can range anything from, you know, our last member meet team member meeting, coach Carey gave an awesome presentation presentation about the book upstream. And it's talking about being reactive, uh, being proactive in your thinking versus reactive in your thinking. Um, and it was really and great. And then he, he applied that to member retention, which I thought was a really great application for it. And so it, it yeah. brought it into reality for the team. Like, oh, I understand For sure. This. Yeah. And so you have your meetings. And then the, 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 the two most important things that I think you have to do at the meeting is, you know, you have your commitments of those who were at the meeting. And I'm going to handle this. I'm going to handle this. And you yeah. have those sort of commitments. But then you have to be really good at cascading messages. So if you make decisions within those meetings yeah. that affect people outside of that meeting, to have that moment mm-hmm. that everyone knows how that message should be cascaded to the rest of the team. Yeah. So to make sure everyone is com- is in that conversation loop. You know, like I say, our gym is always run on Slack. And that's a great communication tool for us. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're smaller and have less team, you can get everybody in person all the time. But, you know, Slack has been a great way uh, for cascading messages to us. And I will say that those cascading messages, um, depending on what they are, if they require a due date, put a due date on the cascading message. I work with this, this, this amazing executive producer out of New York and she's she's sort of famous in the industry and and that is her thing you know whenever I'm in a meeting with her every item that comes up like she's writing down a completion date mm-hmm. and I guarantee you the day comes she's gonna be emailing yeah you, you know sure. and, and and that that's super important that that's those commitments right yeah and then what we do at, at the very end of our meeting we just rate our meeting. Mm-hmm. We kind of have a you know a one to ten scale. How yeah. was this meeting? It was a seven. Mm-hmm. You know why? Why was this meeting a seven? Well, I I you know I wasn't quite prepared for this. I'm going to work on this. Yeah. We should need to talk more about this in the next meeting. And the goal mm-hmm. is to get all of your ratings to a ten, right? Yeah. But again, it's that transparent, brave communication that you can have with each other so that you're getting the most out of meetings. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from this episode, I would say, is get your ego out of the way and mm-hmm. create ownership with every person in your team so they have the ability to give feedback because they should be able to give feedback right up to the head boss to the person that has just started. 100%. Incredibly important. I love it, Alan. Um, next episode, we have another 
installation of our box building. Woohoo! About building make, that box, baby. Make it shine. Yeah. Which is about keeping a pristine facility and the importance of that. Oh, we whether, don't do that at all. <laughs> whether, <laughs> you know, you're a restaurant, whether you're a gym, whatever you are, pristine facility to me is everything. Everything. So we're going to be doing... Uh, that is your brand. Yep. That yep. is the next box building episode. Hey, if you enjoy the show... Click follow or subscribe below. Ooh. Give us that five-star review. It really helps us and provides feedback. We love feedback. We love feedback. If you would also like to give us some more feedback, you can email us at info at RhapsodyRadio.com. Follow us on Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show. I hope you're all having a great summer. There's not many days left. I can't believe it. It's here. It's almost the fall September. is here. My favorite time of the year, though, is here. I love the fall. I know. I yeah. love Halloween. We have a Disney trip planned. We're going to Hawaii for two weeks. So lots Don't of fun give ahead. Them all the fun. I know. Stuff. I know. I'll talk about it soon. All right. Love you all. Stay safe out there. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.